0: we want to appreciate God for the privilege to be going through, uh, this series. And I want to welcome those who are watching this on Livegate outreach TV. I want you to know that we appreciate you. If you listen to this podcast as well on iTunes or on Boss sprouts, we have been on a series. This is the third session on the series of the creative power of God. Can I have the banner up please? If that's okay. The creative banner of uh, the creative power of God, creative power of God, and, um, I just want to quickly say a few things before I, I take my seat this morning, that what, when we understand this aspect of God, it helps us in many ways because God is the creator. And, uh, every time we understand him as a creator, he helps us to see how it is impossible for things that may look seemingly impossible or things that may look dead in our lives not to have life. Because, you know, many people, when, when a person is ill and uh, a doctor has not said anything, the moment the doctor walks in, they start to have confidence that something can be done about it. Because the doctor is trained to heal, heal, heal sicknesses and to administer uh, uh, healing and drugs and stuff like that. But we need to know this about God as well. God, the creator, is for us to understand him. Not just that he created the heavens and the earth and us, but that to understand that every time we see a situation that looks like deadness that looks impossible his creative power is still at work amen yes. hallelujah and it is so important so this message is focused on the book of john this series is focused on the book of john uh, from verse chapter one to chapter 21 and we started the first three chapters on uh, two sundays ago on the transformational power you can listen to all this online then we have the multiplicational power last week and today uh, by God's grace, I just got these uh, inspirations from the Holy Spirit to title these three chapters in this way. And as I said, this is just for the inspiration for the hour. We can look at many other things from the book of John and from these chapters uh, in the future. But on chapters 6, 7, and 8 today, we're going to be looking... On chapters 7, 8, and 9 today, I'm sorry, we're going to be looking at the illum- what I call the illuminating power of God. The illuminating power of God. As part of his creativity, God has the ability to illuminate darkness because he himself is light. One of the very first attributes of God that exemplifies his creative power is this illuminating power. And when we saw this at creation, we, can, we could validate the fact that he came, the Bible says, he created light. And I want us to understand something. Many times when we talk about light, we think about the sun or the moon. Because they give light as far as we can see, physically speaking, in the daytime. And they give light at night. But do you know that God's light, the light that God called into being, came into being even before the sun was created? Have you read that in the Bible? Even before the sun was created. Let's go to Genesis chapter 1 again, verse 1. Let's go together. Thank you. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Verse 2. The earth was without form and void. And darkness was on the face of the deep. And the spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Verse 3. Verse 3. Then God said, let there be light. And there was light. Verse 5. 4. Sorry. And God saw the light, that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. Verse 5. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. So the evening and the morning were the first day. Now, the first day came into play, no sun, no moon. Just by the spoken word, let there be light. And the Bible says, and there was light. I'm making this emphasis because you see, many times we tie a lot of what God can do to the physical. We tie a lot of what God is able to do to what we can see. And for emphasis, God made us to see that light came, light was, light is, even before the sun existed. Go to verse 16. This was when God now started after about three days. The Bible says in verse 16, Then God made. Somebody say, He made. Say, God made. He first said, Let there be light. And there was light. But then now, on the fourth day, the Bible says, He made two great lights. The greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. He made also stars. Now verse 19, go to verse 17, sorry. Verse 17? Is that 19? Thank you. So the evening and the morning were the fourth day. So the first day, he made light. And uh, he separated, the second day, he separated the land from the seas. The third day, he separated the firmaments of the heavens and so on. And the Bible says on the fourth day, he now made two great lights. One to have charge of the day, one to have charge of the night. The sun is not the owner of the day, the moon is not the owner of the night, they are just custodians of it. Because in the first day, go back to Genesis 1, verse 3, verse 3 and 4 in the first day he said let there be light and there was light then verse 4 and god saw the light that it was good and divided the light from the darkness verse 5 now verse 5 god called the light day and the darkness he called night that had nothing to do with sun and moon nothing to do with sun and moon I want us to get these words settled in our hearts so that when we're talking about this illuminating power of God, as God will be showing us over the week, we need to come into a place where we agree with God that there is his power to create light in the remotest possible chances of life circumstances. And I decree that everything in your life that needs the light of God, we break barriers. I say it will break barriers. (laughs) In the name of Jesus. It will break convention. In the name of Jesus. And as we see the illuminating power of God in about three dimensions very shortly. You will see how God used it to break convention. He broke convention. The Bible says in John chapter 1 verse 1 just to validate what we read in John chapter 1 uh, in Genesis chapter 1 you have heard many times when uh, when pastor Lola was sharing two weeks ago how she expounded to us that when the bible says in the beginning was the word John was writing something that words could not fully describe John was talking about the beginning of the beginning which has no beginning Does that make sense? (laughs) When it says, in the beginning was the word, and the word that was talking, you know, the Bible says, in the beginning, John chapter uh, Genesis 1, 1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. That beginning is the beginning of time. Praise the Lord. But when the Bible says, in the beginning was the word, it's not talking about that beginning of time. It's talking about the beginning that was before the beginning, which was never a beginning. If you, if you can ever comprehend that, (laughs) he's talking about that time in eternity that had ever existed before time will exist in time is existing in time and will exist after time. Hallelujah. Why am I saying this? Because what gives light is not time bound. What gives life is not confined to the natural process that is bound by a time from a beginning and an end. It is part of eternity. It is part of the nature of God. It supersedes every law that is bound by time. Do you know that all laws will fail with time? That is why we will ascend and gravity will not be able to hold us. I said, the Bible says we will ascend and gravity will not be able to hold us. At that point, everything about gravity comes to an end. All Newton's laws become mockery. Hallelujah. When we are flying and we are greeting each other, that's it. That's it. (laughs) We got there. Because whether we are dead or we are alive, the Bible says those who are dead will rise first. And those of us who are alive and are remaining will be cut off. And together, all of us. You say, ah, I'll see my grandfather. I say, Papa, yeah, we're here. <laughs> we're going up together. Hallelujah. That's the way it's going to be. We're going to define those things because that power that is going to make that resurrection come is coming from the light that was in the beginning before the beginning. Verse 2. The Bible says, He was in the beginning. Verse 2. He was in the beginning with God. Verse 3 all things were made through him and without him nothing was made that was made verse 4. The Bible says concerning him, in him was life and that life was the light of man. Now, if you don't catch anything for these few minutes I'm sharing with you, catch this and hold it for the rest of your life. Every time you say, Lord Jesus, come into my life. What you have said is that I have embraced that life in you and every day, everywhere I'm going, that life will continue to produce light in the name of Jesus. The Bible says in him was life and that life was the light of men may you never miss his light anymore because you have his life on your inside his light will continue to shine for you In the name of Jesus, what does that light do? Verse 5, what does that light do? When you are a carrier of it, let's read verse 5 together loud and clear. Let's go. And the light shines in the darkness and the darkness did not comprehend it. If it did not comprehend it before, it will no longer comprehend it in your life. In the name of Jesus, this is the kind of light that shines out of very dark situations. When you do not know how to go, when you do not know how to move, that light shines forth and an inspiration comes and tells you this is what to do. This is the kind of light that shines in an exam hall when you looked up and looked down and looked at the question again and it looked as if you have nothing to say. And then you look up and say, Lord, help me. And then by the time you look down, your hand begins to write. I say your hand begins to write. Your hand begins to write. Your hand begins to write. (laughs) That is the kind of light we're talking about where they give you an instant decision to make over the phone and either one can cost you easily cost you thousands of pounds if you make a wrong decision and you are saying lord is it a or b and a or b and then the light shine forth and say you better choose b and the moment you choose b you see the whole problem solved hallelujah this is the kind of light that shines forth when you meet a person who is not born again and you just look at them and you say you know the lord loves you." you say yeah right and then you begin to say you know yesterday when you went out to drink and you were having that hangover and you were confused with your life. And then they stopped in their tracks because they know that only God and them could have known that they drank because nobody else knew. That is the kind of light that shines forth through that kind of darkness and reveals the things that are hidden to man, but easily seen by God. This day, that light will come for you in the name of Jesus. I want to quickly tell you, I told you I'm not preaching today. So very quickly, I want to tell you three areas That we can overcome the darkness by this light. Number one, the darkness of sin. The darkness of sin. Sin is darkness. John chapter 8. We read, those of you listening to the audio or watching the video, we read John chapter 8 verse 1 to 12 in our Bible reading. But I'm just going to quote the last two verses. This is one of the verses, scriptures, that I probably preach at least once a month. If you have listened to me very well. Because it's a very intriguing story of a woman caught in adultery and the things that happened to her, she would have died, if only she did not locate Jesus. You can imagine what would have happened to that woman if she did not run to Jesus. If she ran to Peter. Peter would say, what did the law say? I don't have any business with that. (laughs) Why are you running to me? What did the law say? You know, because Peter was a person who said that, how many times should my brother offend me before I forgive? So, an adulteress now ran to him. Imagine, (laughs) Peter would just say, I told you before, you are a wicked woman. Please, carry on. <laughs> Just a joke, by the way. But you know something? Thank God she found Jesus. She ran to the feet of the master. The one who has the, who is the author of life. The one in whom was life, and that light, that life was the light of men. In verse 11, the Bible says, after he asked them to condemn, after they said, they will con- he said, they should condemn her if they did not have any sin and they went away the bible says he now asked her said has anyone condemned has no one condemned you and then she said no one lord and jesus said to her neither do i condemn you go and sin no more neither do i condemn you Go and sin no more. Verse 12. Then Jesus spoke to them again. saying, let's read verse 12 together. Then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. When Jesus said to her, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. He forgave her her sin and set her on the path of righteousness. And that is what the light of God has primarily come to do. Every work of sin, every work of shame, every work of iniquity is a work of darkness. They are from the ruler of darkness orchestrated by the machinations of evil to put men in bondage to sin. But when light shines through, it not only delivers them from sin, it also gives them the power to keep overcoming sin when jesus said to her go and sin no more he was not giving her a set of legalistic rules he was giving it was putting into her an infusion of light an infusion of power that will consistently make her shine light when darkness wants to overcome her she shines light because she has received the light from the master in the name of jesus you will continue to overcome every darkness of sin in the name of Jesus. And if you are here today, you are still finding yourself struggling with aspects of sin that you know every time you just wish that God can help you. We're going to be taking a communion later today. This is what we're going to be praying, that every one of those areas where darkness is still a stronghold, in a little corner, in a a part of your life, God will be flushing out every darkness today in the name of Jesus. The second thing is the darkness of affliction. The darkness of affliction. Psalm 30, verse 5. The Bible says, For his anger is but for a moment, his favor is for life. Weeping may endure. Somebody say, It may endure. Say, It may tarry. Say, It may prolong. Only for a night. Say, Only for a night. Because the Bible says, What? But joy comes in the morning. The morning, the Bible says the morning he called day the day he called light and the night he called darkness so figuratively we understand in our lives that when we are going through situations and it looks so tough so tight let us not forget that there is a part of the process that god allows that he just calls the night the night seasons never have the upper say because the bible says there is a joy that is coming in the morning in the name of jesus With the Bible, everything starts with the night and ends with the morning. I say with the word of God, it always starts with the night and ends with the morning. No situation of life will ever end with the night for you. In the name of Jesus. You and I must settle ourselves and understand to understand the word of God. To know that every time we're going through an affliction. Every time we're going through a trial, a temptation. Something that is seemingly difficult to bear. We must never forget that the Bible says no temptation has ever overtaken man that is not common to man. He said, but even in that temptation, God will make a way of escape. 1 Corinthians ten thirteen. We all must keep remembering these words that even if there is a weeping for the night, there is a joy that comes in the morning light. In the mighty name of Jesus. Last week by the grace of God uh it's now almost 2 weeks ago now Wednesday upper Wednesday I was with my father in our hometown back in Nigeria by divine privilege we hardly see these days I we've not seen for about 2 years but I was there and we were just thinking over many things that have happened in life and I was saying dad can you imagine I'm now 50 years old I remember when you were 50 I was just 15 and I remember celebrating that birthday. I, I was the one taking the pictures. These were the days when there were no digital cameras. You know those ro- films? They'd roll. I mean, <laughs> hallelujah. We roll them and roll them and the flash would go. If, if you miss the flash, that is the end of that picture. <laughs> plus the film, plus the flash, everything. You have to take another one. <laughs> oh, Lord have mercy. But we were there and I was taking the picture. My sister went and bought the cake and we did the decoration. I remember what he was wearing and I was telling him everything so vividly. I was only 15 years old but I said to him dad can you imagine that 35 years has come and gone and we are still here to the glory of God and in 35 years I tell you we have seen many nights oh my dad and I our family we have seen many nights but thank God we saw many mornings we saw many mornings and we are seeing many mornings many mornings many mornings many mornings you will continue to see your mornings Your joy will continue to come with the morning light. In the name of Jesus. Finally, before I take my seat and bring God's servant up today. The darkness of blindness. The darkness of blindness. John chapter 9 is our third meditative chapter. we told you John chapter 8, John chapter 7, John chapter 8, John chapter 9. John chapter 9 verse 6. This is the story of the man that was blind. And the Bible says that the disciples say, was he because he sinned or his father sinned? He said, not because of anyone, but that the works of God be glorified in his life. The Bible says, after Jesus said that, let's read verse six and seven together. He said, when he had said these things, he spat on the ground and made clay with the saliva. He anointed the eyes of the blind man with clay, verse seven, and he said to him, go, Wash in the pool of Siloam which is translated sent so he went and washed and came back seeing say that again so he went and washed and came back seeing say it one more time so he went and washed and came back seeing now stand to your feet say I will go and wash.